0: Welcome to The Jack Brunswick Show. For more valuable knowledge, stories, and insights, check out jackbrunswickwordpress.com, jackbrunswick13 on Instagram and Twitter, or listen to the other podcasts on The Jack Brunswick Show. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hey, welcome back to the show. If you're new, welcome. Today, we're going to be talking about My podcast process, basically how I do everything, why I do it, uh, the little tricks and tips I've picked up along the way, and if you're not into podcasting or aren't even looking to start your own, I still talk about a lot of interesting things such as why it's important to be a good listener and how that makes you become a better storyteller, how to motivate yourself in difficult times, the big difference between extrinsic and intrinsic motivation, Whether to handwrite or type your notes out, if trying to remember it to the best of your ability. And other little ticky-tacky strategies that can help you be a better worker, save time, stay motivated, things like that. The big things I kind of want to talk about is the podcast itself, kind of the triumphs and difficulties of doing it solo for now. What the differences are between being a solo podcaster and doing interview style or having someone else on the show as well as plans for the future. So doing the solo podcast, I learned pretty quick that it's pretty hard. Uh, In a normal conversation, what would usually happen is I'd say something, and then someone else would respond. And that gives you a little bit of downtime to think about, one, what they're saying, but two, to also process more things for you to say as well and to add to the conversation, to add value. But when you're by yourself, You have no one to fill those gaps, and so there's this silence you feel like you need to fill, and silence for most people is awkward, and our natural tendency is to fill it, and that's why people say, uh, but like, and other little things that fill up the silence, because it's uncomfortable, and silence can actually be a really powerful thing. I'm sure most people have heard this in some shape or form, that you can use it for emphasis to talk about certain things and make better points but the big thing with silence when doing a solo podcast is like I definitely try to fill it up and it's not a good thing because I don't give myself enough time to really think through what I'm saying and this is early on when I first started I've definitely improved on it I think but I force myself to pause and gather my thoughts and make sure I'm one on one track and I'm talking i'm making sense of what i'm saying and two it just improves the quality of the content and my ideas and what i'm saying and i realize you know i'm the one who's editing these podcasts as well is i can edit out the awkward pauses in a matter of minutes so i'd rather take those extra couple seconds to think it through and say it in the best way possible than to just talk as fast as i can and get everything out And usually when I do that, when I just talk, 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 is I go down these random tangents and rabbit holes that I get lost in and stuck, and they don't really add much to the the episode. But that's the whole thing with a solo podcast is it just feels so unnatural because, like I said a little bit earlier, no feedback from people. There's nobody else to fill the gaps or the silence or to inspire you to say different things. That's a big thing with conversation is When you're with other people, they can kind of give you little pieces of motivation or inspiration to then bounce off. You just bounce ideas off each other. And it makes for, obviously, a better conversation and better flow. And that helps a lot because often if you're doing it solo like I am, you really get stuck and you kind of got to take that time to think and figure out where you're going with things. And there's no one to really help you out or get you out of that hole. Another really big thing with the solo podcasting is when we talk, we generally are trying to talk to people, and that would make sense, right? I mean, there's some of us who talk to ourselves or talk to animals or whatever. That's cool, but when you're talking to someone, that person's feedback and you know their body language or their facial expressions, things like that, that dramatically impacts the power of our storytelling. And that our storytelling is pretty dependent on the quality of our listener. And I remember learning about this, I want to say early on in high school, from some book I'd read or psychology class, something like that. And I would practice it on people. And I would notice that if I really am not engaged at all, but I just act like I am. So like, let's say I'm just really not looking to hear it. And I have a friend who's trying to tell me a stupid story or dumb Dumb thing that happened in their day that I really could care less about. I know that sounds pretty bad, but let's just say that happens. And what I'd do is on the inside, I'd be dying. I'd be like, oh my gosh. I'd be like, dude, just get out of my face. I don't care about your your little day-to-day dramas. But instead, on the outside, I'd smile and nod and I'd look at him and make eye contact. And just little things like that and words of encouragement. Like, yeah, like, oh really? Like, tell me more. Things like that. And the quality of what they're telling me and the story was way higher than if I would have just sat there with a blank face and kind of like this, this crappy look at him like, hey, man, like, I really don't want to hear it. And I think that's pretty powerful. And I realized that during uh, school presentations, too, is when you have people who sit in the class and, you know, everyone's got to do their mandatory five or 10 minute presentation and you're running through them and you're kind of just sitting there, just staring at the person going, is that can really affect their performance as a presenter and a storyteller, essentially. And so I just found that interesting, too, while I'm doing the solo podcast, is how important that active listening and engagement is and how important it is. You know, going solo, like I said, no feedback, no eye contact, no body language. And that's a big challenge. The whole thing of having nobody to bounce ideas off of, Or get inspiration or help save me when the conversation dies or I lose flow or I I run on a tangent or something. There's nobody to inspire me. It's just me. But on the other side of that, you know, everything's a dichotomy, I think. Since there's nobody, you know, to help me with that, there's also nobody to take me off track. And there's all this freedom I have to create the content. I wish to, and I can take it in whatever direction I want. And I think another big part of that that's a negative is so there's nobody to support and motivate me during these conversations when I'm struggling, but the biggest thing is there's nobody to challenge me. So everything I say pretty much goes unchecked unless, you know, you as a listener, you're commenting or you're seeing me in real life and telling me, hey man, like I disagree with that or, you know, have you thought about this? And so that's something I kind of want to change in the future is give more opportunity to, you know, challenge my thinking and not necessarily use other people on the podcast as a crutch to help me, but more as a way to help me grow as a person and challenge my ideas and give more than one side of things. And then the last pro con of, you know, doing a solo podcast is I know exactly the quality of content that I'll be putting out. And I never have to worry about having a bad guest. And that's something that, you know, happens. There's people who get on a, a podcast show and they don't really jibe with the with the host or vice versa. You know, the two people, they don't click. And there was some podcast I was listening to. And this dude, it was at some some travel podcast. I don't remember the name of it. And this guest, this author comes on and the two of them. Just have no chemistry, no flow. It was the most static, painful-to-listen-to conversation that I've ever heard in my history of listening to podcasts or listening to people talk to each other. It was just that bad, and I don't know why the guy even thought of like putting it out there and publishing it, but it was that bad, and I don't really have that issue of, one, having someone like that who doesn't really click or you know doesn't answer questions fully like this the guest on this podcast what he was doing was he wouldn't even answer the dude's questions like the guy the host would ask this guest author you know about his book or his upcoming project his business project whatever it was and the guest goes oh pass like he didn't want to talk about these things he was being asked and. The host was like, well, why? And the, and the guests were just kind of being standoffish. And you could tell just the tension and the awkwardness and the two people. And so I, I don't have to worry about that going solo. But also, I don't have to worry about people who, you know, get uncomfortable speaking. Even though we're not in front of an audience, technically, the podcast gets posted and people listen to it. When you listen to audio on a podcast, that's the only thing there is. There's no visual There's no touch or there's no other senses involved except the audio and little things where people say, uh, or but, or they click their tongue or their pen or they breathe real heavy because they're nervous. Things like that stand out a lot. And I don't have to worry about having a bad guest that can't speak clearly or diligently and then having to edit all of that and having the episode sound super robotic and clippy and choppy. So with that said... I'm probably gonna be having more guests on this show at some point. I think realistically, I'm stuck at school right now and I want to interview a lot of other cadets and you know just people that people that I look up to, some uh, Coast Guard officers, my parents at some point when I go home. and there's a lot of seniors who actually are gonna graduate and I'm not gonna see them for a while because as Coast Guard officers we get shipped all around the US uh, for our first jobs. It's like all my basketball teammates, we had seven seniors graduate and I haven't seen them or the three seniors that have graduated the year before that uh, since they've graduated just because one, we're so busy at school, but two, they're all over the country doing their thing, serving. A big thing for me is going to be interviewing all the seniors that you know I want to before they leave and they, they're out of my reach and I don't have touch with them anymore. So that's definitely high on my priority list as well as some of my other buddies who I look up to, the Coast Guard officers, other family and friends, uh, and then at some point hopefully get enough influence to interview some legit people that you know are experts in their fields who have a lot to say about stuff, who are really sharp, and just take it to the next level. That's the big dream because I realized that doing the solo stuff, um, it's hard sometimes. And that's no excuse to stop or switch over to interviews. I'm definitely going to try to do both styles still because I do think there's an art to just kind of talking by yourself for an hour and really exploring deep down what's going on, you know, what you're thinking about, uh, your ideas, the direction you're taking it, all of that stuff uninfluenced by anyone else. And I think that's where a lot of the best creative works and authentic, original ideas come from is that uninfluenced aloneness. And aloneness doesn't equate to lonely. Alone is a really beautiful thing if you let it blossom in the right way. But a big thing with doing the solo and why I started the podcast solo, I need a flexible schedule because I'm at a military academy. I'm a student athlete. I just have a lot on my plate. It would be nice to have someone to help split the workload with for editing, getting ideas, uh, recording, things like that. But then it gets to a point where I'm losing control of that flexible schedule I need as well as what I want to post. The whole reason I started the podcast was to kind of explore my own ideas and get to know myself better, learn more. And basically use it as an accountability tool for all the things I'm learning from the books I'm reading, the research, my life experiences, current events, all that. So these interviews, uh, when I get them going, uh, they're going to be about leadership, life, psychology, business, literally anything. Uh, I I compiled 30 questions, some of them taken from other bloggers, podcasts, uh, just personal research. The good old-fashioned questions like, if you had three people you could eat dinner with, who would they be and why? Just a huge mix of 30 really important questions I feel like could get really good content and insights from these people I want to interview. And asking these 30 questions to the cadets, the friends and family, and officers Uh, Entrepreneurs, whoever I might be interviewing, asking them these questions, I feel like could easily lead to either, you know, a 30 minute interview or a three hour interview. It's going to really depend on, you know, each person and they're very open ended questions. I'm just curious to figure out how much, how much of a launch pad they're going to act as. And also, I'm excited to try to, you know, be a good interviewer, ask good questions, be a good listener, all those things that, you know, make a conversation great so I'm kind of getting sick of talking to, talking by myself for such a long time and you know I want to get more ideas from other people and learn from them and also you know hopefully they could learn from me too so a big uh, challenge that I've been dealing with is keeping the content one authentic and two staying passionate about everything the whole purpose of this was to one Use it as accountability for everything I'm learning uh, to just grow as a person, be a better conversationalist, be a better learner, be a better listener, learn about audio recording and editing and posting and marketing the the podcast and the accounts, stuff like that. But then it started to get into some other extrinsic motivations of, oh, this many people listen this week or this many people like the Instagram page this is how many followers I have and I found myself getting caught up in that and checking the the statistics and the insights on Instagram and Anchor which is what measures my uh, podcast listeners and demographics things like that and that started to kind of be what I was dependent on and I realized that you know that's not why I started this I started it to to do all those things like learn, grow, be myself, things like that, the intrinsic motivators, and those are getting lost. And, you know, the growth of the podcast, I would like it to be faster, but not all good things come easy and right away. And I realized that the podcast is for me to learn, be happy, and create. Those are the three things. And, you know, if one day, if it helps supplement my living expenses or a lavish traveling lifestyle on the road or whatever else I dream up in the next five to 10 years and great. But if not, then that's fine because I made that commitment to myself as I'm doing it because I enjoy it. And I think that's the number one mantra or, or life lesson that people need to take away is we, we usually start things for the right reasons, but then we keep doing it for the wrong reasons. And I think another big thing like that that I've gone through is basketball. As so I started it as a kid, loving it, I made a career deciding choice in the third grade to either play on my travel basketball team or my travel baseball team. And I chose basketball just because I had more fun doing it. And it's as simple as that when you're a kid as you do it because you're having fun and you enjoy it. And then as you get older, you start worrying about oh, I need to make this team or I need to, I need to score this many points. And obviously that's part of the grind and, you know, the process and the challenge and it's rewarding, but also you can't lose focus of why are you chasing that? Why are you chasing the the wins and making the most elite team or scoring the most points? It's because you enjoy the game. It's not for, you know, fame or trying to get recruited. Those are all secondary factors that, that probably should cross your mind, but at the end of the day, those are not primary intrinsic motivators. Those are the background things that come. They come as a bonus. They're not. They're not the meat of why you did it. Another thing is, I always wanted the podcast to grow. Uh, we're social creatures, and we want people to hear what we have to say and get that validation and that respect and the recognition. But the biggest thing is, if we're not grateful for what we have right now it's pretty much guaranteed we'll we'll never be grateful for what we have no matter how much we we gain and so that's another rule i set for myself is as long as one person listens to the podcast and is changed by it then that's all that matters Uh, including me because that's the big thing is this is for me to learn and grow and share my findings and my my research and the things i learn with you and if only one person is affected by that great and, you know, even if zero people are affected by that, that's fine, too, because I started this for me to be happy, to create things and to learn and grow. And so I would find myself always checking the followers or the listeners on the podcast. I only get it really depends. Some episodes get 20. Some of my episodes have like 80 listeners. It's all over the place, but Having zero listeners, you want one listener. But then when you have one listener, you want five. And when you have five, you want 10. You want 20. You want 100. You want 1,000. And it pretty much never stops unless you're at the very, very top. Because there's always somebody better than you that you're going to be comparing yourself to. You're going to say, oh, this guy has this many listeners. I want more listeners. Or I want more money. Or I want a bigger house. Whatever it might be. And I just need to keep that in mind that, that's a really tragic path to fall down, to be ungrateful and greedy. And that's not an excuse to not work hard. Like, You can be grateful for what you have, but still work your ass off and try to make as much money as you can or be as successful as you can or be the best you know, dad or mom you can or the best basketball player you can. But that endless cycle of wanting more and more never stops. And until you're grateful for what you have right now, Nothing's ever going to be enough. And the only goal I have is to be better than who I was yesterday. I know this was a little bit of a weird podcast. It's basically me just rambling about a podcast. Even if you're not into the podcasting world, you're just a normal listener, I know this isn't the usual episode. Hopefully, you learned something from this and found it somewhat interesting. Let me know. Let me know what you thought. And I'll leave it at that. Thank you guys for listening, and I'll see you guys next week. Check out the blog. Check out the the Instagram, and I'll keep getting after it. But that's all I got. Thanks again, and see you guys later. Take a minute to check out another episode of The Jack Brunswick Show and be the first to know when the newest one drops by joining the email list in the Jack Brunswick bio. That's good.